Okay, I'm reloaded. I'm Kimberly Fitton, and this is Manifesting 101, the podcast, breaking it down so it can forever be a broken. I'm I'm Kimberly Fitton. You can find out more about me at KimberlyFitton.com. Um, on all things social media, by my namesake, Kimberly Fitton. Um, stop by the website, get some free tools. Stop by the YouTube channel, get some free information and free tools. Check out the Facebook page, get the free tools. Follow the Instagram, get the insight and the tools. Um, getting all the church announcements out of the way real quick. Don't forget... November 29th, that's the Spiritual Chiropractor, um, and that's a free session, almost booked, and also, um, I know there's a lot of talk about how Black Friday sale, and when I say sale, it's normally free, um, for a limited time, and I just want to put that out there for y'all, I want to say this, I'm so happy and I'm so grateful to be sharing space with you guys. If you don't know anything about this podcast, your first time listening, then you should really know that my goal is to obliterate systems of religion and legalism that keep poverty the standard operating procedure instead of the anomaly it was always supposed to be. I also love to shift perspectives in the big five areas, mentally, physically, financially, spiritually, and emotionally. I'm your mind shift mentor. I'm going to open up your brain. Without you even realizing it. And then before you know it, you have paradigm shifted into your future. This is a spiritual gifting given to me by the divine. And I fully accept the responsibility. And if I piss you off, who has two thumbs and is powerful to disagree? You are. And you can disagree by go ahead, by going ahead and um, clicking the next podcast on Spotify or Apple. You guys, thanks to all the new listeners. We're at 23,000. Um, I'm overjoyed. I'm amazed. And by the time you listen to this, I hope that you saw that I added three more. So you actually listened to four. I know on Instagram, I said three when you wake up Friday morning and you guys saw the bonus. Why? Because it's Thanksgiving season and I'm really thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for you. 17 seconds of gratitude. I'm thankful for every human spirit being living a human experience that has graced my dm my instant messages my emails sharing your wonderful stories with me to all the beautiful people that i have met via zoom that have joined me in group mentorship that have changed the lives their own lives and their friends lives just because One day, Spotify said, here's this listening suggestion, or you ended up on Anchor, or you ended up on Apple, Um, and there were no mistakes. You are blessing me just as much as you say I'm blessing you, and I don't take that for granted. What an honor it is. And as always, we never stick to 17 seconds because giving thanks gives, it just feels good. It's, it's an ongoing thing and um, it boosts your frequency and it keeps you in the vein of great expectations. So without further ado, I want to talk to you guys about something. Yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready? I want to talk to you guys about being in love. When I say being in love, 
I had this wonderful revelation. So oftentimes on my drive back home from work, I begin to talk to myself. And it's not really to myself. I just begin to expound on the word of God. And um, I do that. It always starts out with me telling my story. And my story depends on the last lesson that I learned. So really, um, there is this theory that I have that is yet to be disproven. That the area by which you have the most difficulty manifesting, it's directly correlated to what needs to be developed in you. Everything is connected to your self-concept. So if it's really hard for you to generate uh, money, it's because you have a limited belief concerning money. If the area of contrast um, has to do with customers in your business, it really then equates, it can equate to two things, money, right? So um, I have people who are trying to get licensed, who are trying to sell homes, who are trying to sell insurance and just like the people don't want it. And that's not true. Um, people are buying houses every day. People are um, buying insurance every day. It's the point of self-concept that says this is beyond me. And so what you'll find is what may look like a struggle is really the divine cultivating in you and uh, um, resilience and really refining and defining you. Um, building you in character and integrity. So in all transparency, and I said I was going to be honest, right, um, this season, I know that manifestation, um, anybody that talks about it, really keeps with the sexy, right? So how I manifested a car, how I manifested a home, how I manifested contracts, how I manifested the big contracts, you know, landing the big fish or promotions. And you guys know that story. That's the easy stuff. Um, I want to share with you the other side of it and how important it is to keep the faith. And so I don't want to jump around. I want to stick to the specifics. So I'm going to be very candid and open. And I would, I would normally give a disclaimer saying, you know, um, hopefully you guys don't hold this against me, whatever. I've learned like this. I am, I am because of my mistakes. You are gaining from my wisdom because of my choices. And I don't really care. Um, I can't control whether somebody judges me or not. I don't care. What I care about is living in the freedom by which Christ has set us free, right? Living in the liberty of it. And so I've always, since day one of going live on Facebook, I remember really owning what my mom said. It's better you own your narrative and tell it than to let somebody else tell it. So I hide nothing. If you were to ask me, Kim, did you do that? I'm like, yeah, I sure did. I sure did. And they'd be like, well, I heard. And I'm like, well, what did you hear? And then they say what they heard. And I was like, well, you're missing a couple pieces, but that's about it. So I have no shame. Um, the, the one that I was really afraid of their opinion was the Lord. And I realized that when I, once I realized he really don't care about that. And once I realized what Paul meant by who shall separate us from the love of love of God, please, please child, please. I do not have time to live in guilt and shame. So I said all that to say this. I'm about to drop some bombs like Hiroshima. And um, yes, yeah, so we're going to have a very real talk. So in this manifestation journey, I learned that um, the Lord was less interested in the end goal and more interested in the journey for me and cultivating me 
um, based upon um, what I said I wanted, right? I say that all the time and my, my biggest prayer. And that's for you, you guys as well, right? So everybody has that turning point prayer well, where it moves heaven and heaven is like, oh yeah, they're ready now. Oh, they mean that thing. Let's show them. Let's take them for take them along for a ride. And the journey is eye opening, right? So my area for me that has proven the most difficult to, is love. Um, I have had a narrative by which I have put on a pedestal of. I went from it doesn't work out for me. It's never going to work out for me. To I believe in love because I have great faith and I have great hope. And if I believe in you, it takes a lot for me to let go of that faith that you can do it. Um, I often have the gifting of seeing potential in people. And um, I've learned that potential isn't a reality unless the other person operates in it. So just to be aware and to support, but not... Um, to see potential as reality unless it's acted upon, right? Um, it's like energy, it's stored. How you use it is up to you. So in this journey of love, I've really um, gained this access of opening up my heart. The Lord has really worked on my heart not to hold grudges um, to the people that have hurt me the deepest, having a forgiveness and a fondness for them. And if you knew me before this, um, you would know that that alone is a miracle. Um, who can hold a grudge is she. Um, who can? Who would have told you um, you can die, fly a kite in a thunderstorm, lightning storm is me without any guilt or shame. And now like in this journey, I, if you do something to me, I may have the initial reaction in my mind, but living life in ketosis, in the spirit, in spiritual ketosis tells me to lean not to my own understanding, to acknowledge Holy Spirit in all my ways and he will direct my path. And so um, I would love to take credit for that, but I know it's the manifestation journey. So in love, I've been tested. Um... I've been tested in forgiveness of those who hurt me in love. I've been tested by um, just dumb stuff. I say dumb stuff. You know, it's real brilliant. Like um, the Lord um, show, like I having a dream about someone and that I used to date and that we ended on bad terms and then telling them, hey, this is what I hear for you. I was in my devotion and I heard this for you and they'll respond and say, Oh, you were spot on. And I remember the Lord telling me, uh, uh, this is not going to lead to a reconciliation or, you know, get back together conversation, just deliver the mail and move on sis. And so, um, there have been times, especially in the holiday season, um, where I'm just like, dang, like what's good. Um, and the reality is it's not that I didn't believe in love. It is a fear of mine um, that I will try again and have my heart obliterated. And of course, it goes back to the what's wrong with me? Why am I not good enough? Why can't they see all that we could be and just all the things? And I'm being really transparent with you because I know I'm not the only one. And one of my favorite scriptures is like passages is we have overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And it's so very important that once you've overcome something, share so that others know that it's hope. And so I'm opening up 
a part that I really don't talk about because I really feel led to do so and it's, it's going to be a beautiful ending. So um, I want to say this past year, like uh, without getting too much information because I want to respect them, um, The la I'll just say this, over the last six months, like since my birthday, the I I've been on a journey of letting go and relinquishing control. And so I thought those were the only tests, right? Continuing to believe and have faith and be open to love. Coming from places I never thought it would come from. Being open to receive love and realizing that I am love. But I was tested in an area um, of like hidden things, right? Um, of when you are so obsessed with an outcome that you begin to excuse negative thinking. And there was a time where I would scroll and for a while I was following like pages that um, are dedicated to love and couples and weddings. And, and then I found like on my timeline, I was seeing people getting engaged and people getting married. And I, I uh, identified the feeling of jealousy and envy and scrolling past instead of liking because in my mind, I was like, why them and not me? And now here's how ridiculous it is. I don't even know those people. I don't know them. Let them be great. Let them be in love. Let them get married. Why I got to have a feeling about it? Because really what it boiled down to was I still had the residue, an issue of self-concept and believing that love was for me. So now I go back to where I started, where I was leaving work. And begin to teach. So when I'm going over Bible study teachings, right, that I do with my ministry, I oftentimes will. Okay, so this is kind of dope. And yes, it might seem weird, but it's super dope. So in the Hebrew tradition, um, in the Jewish tradition, they would present a passage in front of the synagogue, the congregation. And then not argue it, but have their thinking out loud and teach, right? So I never knew that I was doing this style until I I was studying and reading. It's like, oh my gosh, I do that already. But anyway, um, so I'm doing this on the way home. And I'm just presenting to the Lord um, what I want to talk about. So the first thing I start talking about is the Shema. And the Shema is a passage in Deuteronomy 6 that says, um, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Um, it is a prayer that is often said in the morning and in the evening. And the closest thing that we have to that, those vows that are said in the Shema are your wedding vows. The thing that's different about the wedding vows is um, it's not made on blind faith. When you say your vows, it's because you nine times out of 10 know the person and are comfortable enough to say, I want to do life with this person. When in the Hebrew tradition, when they were saying this prayer, it is to a God they had never met and never heard from. So it was more powerful because they were utilizing blind faith. 
And so I rarely say the prayer in English. Now I say it in Hebrew because it's more powerful and I'm going to break it down. And I want you to really, you probably need to replay this because we're going to go deep. So the prayer is Shema Yisrael, Adonai Elchenu, Adonai Echad, Ve'ahavka et Adonai Elocheha, Ubeho Lev of Ka, Ubeho Neshaka, Ubeho Meodecha. So here's the thing. Um, they call the Lord Adonai, which is Father, because the name of the Lord is four letters, Yod, Hey, Vav, Hey. And it was considered in tradition disrespectful to say his name. They were fearful of saying it, one, of dying, and two, of making it appear that they were on the same level as God. So when they say, um, Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one, it means we are one with the Lord, but not on the same playing field as the Lord, right? That he is above us. Um, and you shall love the Lord with all of your heart. There is no word for uh, mind, right? Um, in Hebrew. So the lev is the Hebrew word for heart because out of the heart flows everything, right? It's it's the epicenter of everything about us. And so that gave it lent to the power of the human heart and so much more than that. But we don't have time for that in this episode. And then it says, um, with all of your soul. Now, the soul is not the same as your spirit, man. Be very clear on that. And the word that they um, use for soul in Hebrew, um, so you have the lev, um, nefshaka. The nef was considered the neck because of the location of where they believe the soul is. Um, and so by the throat by which you ingest and digest, that's your soul. And so when we say soul ties, it is things that we are gaining sustenance from. Um, and so that's that's the soul, right? So um, your will, your intuition, like there's just so much to that. And again, I could do a whole five seasons on this and still not scratch the surface. And then the other word that we use in English as might, translated as might, is actually me'od. And me'od, translated in Hebrew, means muchness. It doesn't mean might. It doesn't mean strength. It means the essence of all that you are. So the commitment that um, you're saying when you say the Shema is, I'm going to love you with the epicenter of my life. <sighs> so beautiful. I'm going to love you. I want to digest, you want to inhale, you want to breathe, you, my very soul yearns for you. You have it. And then I'm going to give you all of everything, my muchness, all that I am, I'm putting into this. So I had to give you that context because here's what I'm teaching, right? And the, my insight that I think I'm getting. And then I go to the New Testament and I talk about, okay, so whereas the Hebrew, um, interpretation is we are one with God but not the same as God Jesus comes with to obliterate the law saying oh no not are you not only are you one with God but you are him I'm gonna remind you what David said in the Psalms you're your many gods you are him and then he solidifies things with John 15 and it's so beautiful I've said it before but there's a new revelation as I was in my car um, teaching right going over some things Jesus says, you know, live in me as I live in my father, like remain in me, abide in me. I'm the vine. You are the branches like live there. And then he says, you know, live in me as I live in the father. Then he says, 
live in my love as I live in the Father's love. And it was then that Holy Spirit revealed to me, love is not a feeling or emotion. Love is a place to reside. I almost wrecked the car with excitement. Because when you, it's one of those things that has always been there. It's been there all along. But you have to slow yourself down and see it. We see love as a feeling. I don't love you anymore. I don't feel the same. Love is not just a posture. Love is not just a spirit. You live in the spirit of love. It's a place to reside. When you remain, when Jesus is talking about remaining in him as he remains in the Father, stay one. Stay one with the promise of who you are, the essence of who you are, the essence of love. If you stay in love as a place to live, you will not see yourself separate of love, needing to earn love, losing love, because you are love. Love is where you live. We've heard so many songs, like one of my favorite movies is The Five Heartbeats, and it's like, uh, a heart is a house for love. Really, um, <laughs> love is where we reside, and, and it's, it is the home by which the heart is. When we are missing love, detached from love, it is because we've lost our proximity or lost realization, um, forgotten that we are love. And when someone truly loves themselves, this is why self-love is so evident, because they begin to radiate. But it's not just because they love themselves and their self-concept is up. It's really because they understand that who they are is dependent on where they reside. If I live in love, then all I do is in love. All I say is in love. All I am is in love. And I'm not saying there won't be moments of being alone. No, there will be moments where you'll be physically alone. But you don't have to be lonely. Because you live in love. When you realize and you, you build your house in love. Expand your tent pegs. To camp in and bask in love, you will find that not a day will go by that you won't be reassured that you are love. And every year that goes by, I think I have arrived and that I don't have any more issues concerning love or I have nothing, I shouldn't say issues, but I have nothing more to learn about it. And then I have moments like I had in the car where my sole purpose was to submit what I had learned and ask the Lord, do you have anything else? And his response is, yeah, not for them, but for you first. Are you living in love? Are you living in love to the point where no matter what anybody does, you understand that it has zero to do with you? And everything to do with their journey 
and their own choices. At the beginning, middle, and end of the day, your only responsibility is to live in love. And when you live in love and realize that love is a place to live, you'll set up shop there. You know, when you buy a new home or you get a new apartment, you want to decorate. You want your home to speak for you. You want people to feel comfortable when they walk in. My dears, love is your home. Decorate it. Adorn it with the best things. Treat it with great respect. Give thanks for it. It's where you reside. It's your residence. It's your address. And it's the best address. I really appreciate moments of revelation like this. Because I'm reminded just how much I am loved by love. And have the greatest opportunity to live in love. You guys... It's my greatest joy as always to share space with you and to share my experiences with you. And I don't look at singleness as a curse. I don't look at the holidays as, oh my God, I'm by myself. What I know is that singleness is a gift. And I'm often reminded that had I gotten married when I had the opportunity to, and I want to be very, very clear. I've had several proposals um, over the over the last three years. But I've promised myself that I'm not going to settle. And also, I've just been busy growing and glowing. But I don't want to rush the process because I know all things are made beautiful. And it's timing. I believe that's Ephesians 3 and 11. All things are made beautiful. Just as every flower has its moment to bloom. It's not the blooming that we wait for. There's 10,000 things happening before a flower blooms. And isn't it made beautiful? In its own timing. If you do it before, you'll kill it. If it, if it blossoms prematurely, it will die. Who knows the nutrients that it needs? The divine. And so you, my friend, you and I, we're flowers. Being nurtured. Being cultivated. To bloom. And it's in our right time. And it, it, it is going to be the most beautiful thing. I'm Kimberly Fit, and it's been my joy to share space with you. If you um, would like to give to the podcast, whatever the case may be, get the cash app. It's dollar sign K, capital K, Kimberly Fitton, capital F, all together, Kimberly Fitton. Um, shout out to y'all and the cups of coffee. You know I love it. And um, I love you. And I believe that's it. I'm trying to figure out the church announcement. I think I gave it at the beginning, but just in case, just in case, guys, the um, November Mind Shift session is a free session, the spiritual chiropractor. 
Um, you don't want to miss that. It's free and it's almost full. Um, and then that Black Friday sale. Um, when I say sale, again, it normally means for free. And you don't want to miss that. Um, if you haven't signed up for the newsletter, you should go ahead and do that. And remember, there are three other episodes. So ration them out, guys. Don't Don't binge listen. Don't binge listen yet. Listen to one and then let a couple days go by. Listen to another one. Let a couple days go by. You know, make it last through Thanksgiving. I love you all. Go be great.